Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, where we cover sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. As always, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, give us five stars on the reviews and make sure to subscribe and stream and share the podcast with everybody on that. Um, today, uh, is we feel like it, we need to to bring this up to everybody. Today is the 20th anniversary of when Delrin Hart Sr. passed away at uh, the Daytona 500 in 2001. So uh, we feel it's appropriate to have a three-second moment of silence for the Intimidator. All right, raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> All right, so jumping into the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, Morgan, kick it off. Let's see. I'll go with my first. My good pitchers and catchers are reporting this week. So we're getting a little bit closer to spring, getting closer to the baseball season, hopefully. Uh, Chris Sell bounces back this year. We have a good season. <clears throat> Bad. Uh, I feel like it's been over a year now since Tex played a bas- an actual basketball game with all the COVID postponements. So hopefully they're, you know, keeping their, their kneecaps warm and, um, you know, practicing their, their missed three-point shooters so they're ready to go at their next game. And I was bad. like football season all over again. Pretty much. And then uh, I'll follow that, that, you know, into the next one with uh, winter weather is my ugly. I'm about done with it. Um, I'm ready for spring, ready for the warm weather. Retweet. Sun, sun beat me on, on the back of the head instead of rain. Cold rain, that is. Yeah, all the dreary weather we've had here lately. Ready to be Mr. Society around the pool again. Exactly, a new pool, a new pool. Although I'm not Mr. HOA at this pool, I'm gonna to have to get the lay of the land here and figure out who it is and and you know hide them somewhere so I can take their their position. Well, look at it this way: if if you're not the uh, the Mr. HOA at this place, that means you just get to sit at the pool and raise hell. Exactly. Excuse me, sir. Uh, there is a minimum on the beer cans you can have to oneself at the pool. Uh, Obviously, you don't know who I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's mostly just going to be chasing his little boy around. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> All right, Dustin. <laughs> all right. My my good, the bad, the ugly is all together. Um, background, about a week, well, about once a week, I go into the office and, uh, about a little over a week ago, my wife calls me, actually FaceTimes me, and I'm like, this is weird, what's happening? And she, there was a mouse in our apartment, and she had discovered it in the pantry because she was like, heard something rustling around, so she went looking for it, and then he like took off. So fast forward like a week later, you know, we've got like traps out and stuff. This guy, not in any of them. He avoided them all, and it was a. I was sitting here at my desk, and I hear a rustle, 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 in the pantry, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" So I like go in there, start pulling stuff out, can't find him. I pulled like most of the closet out. Mm. We ended up, and then I like finally pulled back like this, uh, this container that we have, and he was like hiding. He kind of behind that, and he went take took off to the corner behind some other stuff. And we were like, all right, well, we got to handle this now. He's like trapped. He's got nowhere to go. And so we put out a bunch of traps and my wife called like the maintenance guys to be like, hey, like, do you have like uh, something to help us catch him? Like, we can't literally just pick him up. Although Jenny did try to uh, use Tupperware to catch him. I was like, what are you going to do then? <laughs> That's when you go all, all Frank Reynolds and you'd be like, so anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'm, we're sitting out here, like, kind of cornering this mouse, and he's starting to peek around the corner and look at me, and I'm looking at him, and uh, he starts to run, and then he goes back. And finally, as all of this is happening, one of the maintenance guys shows up to give me a hand, and Jenny runs into the other room and shuts the door because she don't want, doesn't want to be a part of it. And so it's me and <laughs> this maintenance guy on a showdown with his mouse, and he takes off, and uh, I had my broom in my hand so i like basically hockey puck him back into the closet on his back and then the guy was like kind of like what do we do <laughs> <laughs> and so we took one of the sticky traps 
and stuck it to him and just squished him. And Ugh, uh, so gross. And then, and then we pulled, we we got threw him away, and the guy was like, "I didn't know he was alive." I was like, "Well, that's why we called you and told you it was time sensitive." <laughs> so my good is the mouse is gone. My bad is that I had to be here to handle it, and the ugly is we had to kill him. And so I've had to. I, I didn't really. Did, I was hoping to just get him caught in a trap and throw him away. Hell no! You kill those work. bastards, every single one of them. <laughs> I hate well, rodents the with trap, a passion. The trap should have done that for me. <laughs> 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 so anyway, my good, bad, the ugly is a little story about my past week trying to kill a mouse in our pantry. As Dustin can attest to and back me up here, I'm scarred for life with rats and and mice because of our our house in Washington Street in Renegade Rapids. Came home from vacation and I picked up the toilet lid and really had to pee and there was a rat in it one time when I was about 12 years old and I never will have a single uh, ounce of sympathy for those little bitches. Kill every one of them. Yeah, they were working on the sewer in town and so they had stirred, you know, whatever ones are up and so they go wherever they can find like outlets and one of the outlets is the toilet in your house. So, anyway, there's a fun story for y'all. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. All right. Um, I'll give a, sh- my good, I'll give a shout out to Michael McDowell for winning his first career race, uh, the Daytona 500 last week. That's a big deal. Um, so good for him. It only took him 358 career starts to do so. <laughs> so, uh, my other good of the week is, uh, I was watching an episode of this show called chef's table and there was a really, really, really good and engrossing episode on Sean Brock. So I figured I would call that out, especially because of what we're talking about later on this week. Sean Brock is a chef. He's the owner of Husk in Charleston and Nashville. He was the executive chef there. He's, he's moved on since to do other things. James Beard Award winner, for those who know what that means. Um, I was introduced to him on Bourdain's uh, show when he went down to Charleston. So I, I, I keep finding myself going back to these chef shows, and I, I wonder if it's because everyone feels a little out of control. So it's, it's really cool to see a guy that's just got everything you know, this is obviously filmed pre-COVID, but everything under control and he's telling everybody what to do and moving every, all the stuff around and making something beautiful. So I know I, I guess I've fallen into a food rut here on this podcast, but I seem to keep liking those shows. So for those people who uh, listen to our podcast, I figured that that was a decent, um, that was a decent heads up that that was a good show. I think I actually texted Logan like two o'clock in the morning, like, you got to watch this, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the bad is all of us. It's on all of us. How did we miss Days of Thunder as a movie um, last week? That's, that's, that's a shame. We had Blindside in there instead or pick whatever else he wanted in there. that We, we should have caught Days of Thunder. That's on us, all of us, even the ones that don't watch NASCAR anymore. Um, disagree. That's right in our wheelhouse. The NAS- NASCAR guys should have picked up on that, not the non-NASCAR guys. It's because of that movie that Rick Hendrick and Tom Cruise are, are good buddies to this day. Yeah. They had a whole episode or a whole thing of like behind the making of shooting it called the golden hour. It was pretty cool. You've heard us talk about the Bay house. It's pretty much a sunset at the Bay house in the eighties. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I never knew that, that most of that movie they filmed, you know, during like sun, either sunset or sunrise. On purpose. Yeah. Some of the shots that they were doing, they were right down by the track with like a little camera and the car would go like right by and barely miss his head. It's like, wow, that I don't think we could do that nowadays without there being a lawsuit. <laughs> but, uh, and then my ugliest Chase Elliott's Fu Manchu. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but like, did, did you lose a bet, man? Like, come on, like what, what's going on there? It's, it's hideous. He clearly did it for media day. So it's going to be on his face logo or whatever, his little avatar for the rest of the year. It's terrible. Who is this? Chase Elliott. Oh, sorry. Don't, don't know that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I never heard of her. <laughs> People's champion. <laughs> never heard of her or her, or her mother. <laughs> People's champion. Just, just keep telling yourself he's the people's champ. <laughs> well, what's his mother's, her mother's name? Billy Elliott? <laughs> yeah, I think I-E. B-I-L-L-I-E, Billy. <laughs> Wasn't that... Never mind. We're going to go too deep into that. <laughs> I think that was a play about a kid who wanted to dance. Billy Elliot? I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the Elliott family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, good NC State snap is losing streak. Uh, beat Pitt by one, um, which they have a, a weirdly good record against Pitt. <laughs> there, I think there's something like 11 and two since they've joined the ACC and 18 and like three or 18 and five overall. <clears throat> also, likewise, as a good um, to continue the trend over the last three weeks, um, I want to bring to light um, an artist from the mid 90s to the mid 2000s that was real popular. And that is who I think is one of the most underrated artists from that era in country music. And that's Gary Allen. He's a guy that was consistently putting out good music for 15, 20 years and just never really was at the top of the genre when it comes to winning awards and everything, but his music still holds up to this day. Um, I, I love that uh, record came out in 2010 when I turned 16, Get Off on the Pain by Gary Allen. Would play that song every day as I was driving down the dirt road to go to baseball practice. So definitely go check out some of Gary Allen's old stuff. Um, bad. Yeah, today was kind of got off to a rough start because I was driving down the road in the, the monsoon of a rainstorm on my way to work, got off on the exit um, office uh, onto Six Forks where my office is. And there was a massive, uh, I, I really don't even want to call it a puddle because it was more like a river that was going through the exit and swerved and missed it, thankfully. But then as I merge onto the, onto Six Forks, I hear this weird noise coming from the bottom of my car that sounds like it's just going like that. And coming to find out, I, go and I got down on the ground, on the wet ground, got my clothes soaking wet just to see what was wrong with my car. And Toyotas and Hondas these days have a plastic uh, covering across the entire bottom of the car for aerodynamic purposes. And a good large chunk of that just completely broke and the uh, clips ripped off. And it was just dragging. And anytime you drove, uh, drove, you could hear it. So we called up some people we work with, uh, one of our clients down the road at the um, at a BG dealership, and they cut it off for me, told me to put it in my trunk, and told me I need to take that to the Toyota, Toyota dealership. So that's how my uh, weekend's going to be, is having to drop my car off to get something fixed. And it's a year old. So yeah, that, that kind of sucked. Now, and this is not long after having to get a tire recently replaced as well. So I have bad luck with, with vehicles. Um, the ugly, it's, it's terrible. Um, the ugly, um, the weather lately has been terrible. I mean, for God's sake, look at Texas where they have every County under a once in a generation, um, winter advisory. And thank God in North Carolina, we don't have snow cause I hate snow with a burning passion, but it's been so dreary and rainy every single day that I'm just like ready to see the sun come back out for goodness sake. So yeah, the weather has been absolutely ugly, but yeah, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly in the world of Logan Deberry this week. One day it just started to rain and it didn't stop raining for eight months. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Logan, your opinion is basically the same as my wife's. She's over it. Oh yeah. Hates over it. She would like it to be July currently. Same. And I, I might could deal with May, uh, but, but just because May is like just getting into the warm weather and you're already past the pollen in North Carolina, but yeah. it feels like summer. And then you still, you know, you got like three and a half months of, of good weather left. But I, I'm done with winter. Come on, granted, next. <laughs> granted, me and Logan could have it worse. We're just dealing with cold rain. You guys up True. north have got ice and snow and people down in Texas are living in the day after tomorrow right now. And uh, with a fabulous leader. And it just it, things could be worse, but it's it's gonna get better. Well, we don't need any silver linings, Morgan. This is miserable and reckless. We want to complain about what's going on in our lives, not everybody else's. <laughs> Here's okay. Miami, and you can get warm weather all year. <laughs> they, they were eighty degrees last week. Did you say go to Miami or Cancun? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a guy. One. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who knows a guy who knows some places to go to in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Apparently, so that's. And apparently, there's a room that's paid for that no one's using right now. <laughs> well, there's the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly for this week. Moving right on in, throw it over to Ryan for this week's edition of the Southern 64. All right. So we're in the second round. So we're going back to cities and experiences. And it does kind of crack me up sometimes how these play out because uh, this works real well with our 
topic later. So we had the Daytona 500 uh, as the number one seed that we just had last week. And we have Charleston, the eight seed, uh, going up against each other. It's Rainbow Row versus the Rainbow Warrior. That was the stupidest analogy I could come up with, but it seemed pleasant. <laughs> I'm so still going. Putting, what? So you're, so you're putting Jeff Gordon as the face of NASCAR? No, I'm saying he announced the race. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, wow. I'm going with the one seed, uh, clearly. But uh, Logan, what do you think? So, considering that I'm not a big NASCAR guy, and as we've said from the very beginning, that this is based solely off of our subjective opinions and no objective truths whatsoever, I'm going with Charleston, South Carolina, because I had a hell of a time when I was down there, and uh, Daytona never been there. NASCAR never seen a race. Watched a few on TV. That's about it. So it's uh, give me Charleston, South Carolina, every day of the week. Morgan? Well, usually if it, if it was the 70s or the 80s, I'd go NASCAR, um, even the 90s. I'd go NASCAR in a heartbeat. But today, if you would say, hey, pick one of these today out, I'm going to go Charleston. You bougie. You bougie. Charleston. Charleston. <laughs> Charleston's a fun fun city, man. You know, go to the rooftop, get some pink champagne bottles. And, That's right. It's Mr. HOA, Morgan Irby. <laughs> you know, go to a church, church. Bar, you know. All right, that's two for Charleston. Dustin, you had a bachelor party there. Uh, Daytona 500 or Charleston? I so I've had some very fun experiences with the Daytona 500. Like not at it, but friends of mine have thrown parties. It's a it's a good experience, and I can't imagine how fun Daytona itself would be over the course of like several days. However. I mean, come on. There's there's no contest here. I'd much rather go uh, to the yuppie bars in Charleston and uh, eat my fancy grits and shrimp and grits and uh, drink my bucket of bubbles than, uh, than go to the Daytona 500. And that's a, that's a, an objective, not a subjective opinion. They seated better. <laughs> Even with the, uh, the Mexican food taco bar we had. Oh. I ordered food, so mine was good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat off the uh, the hot plate bar like everybody else. <laughs> There's nobody in here. Oh, it probably means they just opened. Oh, it means it's not good. <laughs> they, they actually get packed in, uh, on Southern Charm uh, this past season. The place was packed out, and the guys who are on Southern Charm were riding the bull there. So, uh, cause at nighttime it turns into like a, a mess. <laughs> so anyway, so that's three to one for Charleston. Anyone that's, uh, anyone that's outraged, uh, just, you may as well turn the podcast off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, and to bring it back around to Earnhardt, it ain't NASCAR ain't the same since we lost senior. So 20 years ago to the day you guys <laughs> are saying, yep. All right, so the next one, we have the five-seed tailgating versus the four-seed Nashville and country music. So it's literally country music versus college football. Good luck. <laughs> Which one of you wants to dive into the abyss first? <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to take tailgating with my friends, especially at something like Ole Miss. I mean, just just the scene around. I've never been there. Never been to the state. Um, but I've heard, you know, I've heard from multiple people that tailgating, once again, just at Ole Miss by itself is phenomenal. Even if you don't even make it into, the, you know, the game, you know, just walking around from tents to tents and chatting with people and, you know, eating, drinking, throwing cornhole, watching pre-games. People have TVs set up in the you know, back of their RVs while the game's going on. Good time. Logan. So yeah, these are two things that I love more than almost anything in the world. That's college football and that's country music. But considering that this is not a conversation of college football specifically versus country music specifically, and it's the act of tailgating versus the city of Nashville slash music road, so on and so forth. I've been to Nashville and I love it. Broad, Lower Broadway is a, a really fun place. The Ryman was a great time and I'm probably going to end up going back sometime soon um, for a possible bachelor trip that's thinking about 
going that way here in the next few months. So I'm looking forward to that. But for the better part of the last, I've been living in Raleigh now, uh, going on eight and a half, nine years. And for the better part of that time, I've spent every single, about six to seven Saturdays in the fall at tailgating at Carter-Finley Stadium. And that is some of my absolute most fun times I've ever had. And um, just the overall game day experience, especially when you're at your, what was it, uh, Thomas Rhett said, party all day like you're at your alma mater. I mean, that's <laughs> what I, I do seven times a year. So it's it's tough to beat that, especially just like all the memories, games of beer ball, all the friends, um, you know, so it's tailgating for me. Dustin, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, well, we, all of us, well, three of us, uh, went on Morgan's backer trip there um, to Nashville. And it, I mean, I think all of us had fantastic things to say. Um, food was good. You know, the bar, even the pack bars were cool, but bars were cool. Uh, we even had a good time. We we mixed college football and country music. We went to a Vandy game. Um, it was just an all-around good experience. You know, we didn't get to do the Opry or some of those things that probably the next time I would go we would do but you know that wasn't why we were there so that's part of why we didn't do it um on the other hand tailgating you know like it depends on where you know like if i'm tailgating with smithfield chicken at duke that's not very fun i'd rather be in nashville <laughs> but if i'm in you know blacksburg eating a turkey leg drinking a bush light that's a lot more fun taking shots of wild turkey yeah, possibly some moonshine. Um, oh, there's definitely so, moonshine if you're in Blacksburg. Yeah. Or, you know, you obviously could go to the big guys. You could talk about the Grove or you could talk about Lord Georgia cocktail party. I mean, but even just going to those, you know, like the techs of the world and the tailgating are fun. So it's it's really close for me, but I think I would come down on the side of tailgating just because I think the experience of it is you can play country music in the background. And you can play cornhole and play with your and you know hang out with your friends and you don't have to buy fancy beers at fancy bars or cheap or what are cheap beers at fancy bars or whatever and you don't have to get pulled away from Hattie B's to uh, to go eat at a place that's worse. So go get. <laughs> so you're over that. <laughs> <laughs> so this may surprise you guys, but this is going to be unanimous. I've gone um for tailgating i've gone on record that the uh, nashville is my second home i went through a lot of stuff there i really appreciate it i'll talk ad nauseum about it but the bottom line is uh for me tailgating uh nashville is good memories uh for sure some bad but some good but tailgating for me is my favorite memories um i've gone out of my way to go to florida georgia lsu um i would love to go sailgate uh in knoxville at university of tennessee um, I've gone other places outside of the South just to go experience what that's like. Uh, for me, the experience, the college football experience, the partying like you're at your alma mater. I wish some of these places were my alma mater. <laughs> uh, a day, a day at Keenan is 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 pretty much my idea of heaven in all seriousness. So it's it's got to be tailgating for me. And and news alert, it's going to be tailgating over Charleston too. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, uh, the three seed and the six seed, we have. The preeminent college basketball rivalry versus the preeminent Friday night activity, which is the Duke Carolina basketball is the three seed. And the six seed is Friday night lights football. Um, I, I, this is easy for me. It's, it's the three seed. It's Duke Carolina basketball. Look, I can go to a Friday night football game, any, any old town. That makes it Southern, but at the same time, Duke Carolina, that's, that's, that's something to write home about. That's a, that's a lifetime experience. So I'll throw my hat in the ring for Duke Carolina. Uh, Morgan, what do you think? I'll, I'll agree with you. You, you. you know, you can go to a Friday Night Lights game any anytime you want. Being able to go to a Duke Carolina basketball game, I'm not even a fan of either team. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Hokie fan. But to be able to go to one of those games and be able to experience it would be pretty cool. Uh, hopefully one day I might be able to. So I'm going to go three seed Duke Carolina. Dustin? I mean, Friday Night Lights a big part of the South. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a big part of every small town. Uh, I love, you know, Marty Smith makes a good state. point about that. Yeah, like every small town, it's the most important yeah. 
activity every Friday night and everybody gets excited every fall. But, you know, I mean, there's there's no comparison. If you were to go sit in Cameron Indoor Stadium for Duke Carolina versus going to any, I don't you can go see the best Texas football, Friday night football in the world. It ain't the same thing. And Duke Carolina never disappoints. Um, it's it's Duke Carolina all day. Um, I, don't get me wrong, that that's nothing against high school football and, and that experience, but there's just no comparison. Logan, I hesitate to ask you as an NC State fan. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, I've been to a lot of high school football games throughout the years. I mean, who hasn't? Went to a lot of Dustin's high school football games over the years, but I've also been to a Duke Carolina basketball game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, and 10 times out of 10, it's I'm picking Duke Carolina over high school football. I mean, it's not even close. It's it's Duke Carolina. It's the, it's the best rivalry in sports. Fair enough. Another unanimous one. And then our last bracket for this evening is the Dustin Johnson connection. It's the seven seed Myrtle Beach versus the two seed at the Masters. Obviously, for those that don't know, the recent uh, champion of the Masters is Dustin Johnson. Um, as the golf guy, I, I watch it. Logan plays it. <laughs> I'll go with the Masters for the same reason that um, that uh, for Duke Carolina. It's a it's a thing for me. I know that this is what is most Southern. Well, guess what? I'm not Southern. I just like infiltrating and going down and doing all the Southern things. So for me, uh, the Masters would be would be the one that would win for me, um, especially because I'm looking forward to it yet again. What what year ever have we had one in November and then another one in what March or April whenever it's coming up? So we haven't had to wait very long. That's kind of nice. But um, I'm going the Masters. I also didn't grow up at Myrtle Beach, so I'll take Wrightsville any day. So, uh, Logan, you're another golf aficionado. We'll, we'll say it that way. What do you think, Myrtle Beach or the Masters? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> so, look, I, I love golf. I love to play golf. It's some of the most fun and also the most frustrating as hell afternoons you spend when the weather's warm. And uh, it's it's just a fun time. I like watching golf. I, I almost always watch the Masters every year. It's an incredible term, tournament. So many great uh, things have happened there, especially since Tiger came on the scene in, what was it, 97 and won by 12 strokes in his uh, rookie year. Like, it's just an incredible tournament. But Myrtle Beach is near and dear to my heart. Um, spent a lot of time down there. And, you know, it, it's just a it, – it's a there. I've had two different experiences in Myrtle Beach. The one as a little kid going down there on vacation, staying down there for – couple of months at a time and enjoying it that way. And then also as an adult going down there with friends and hanging out with the Bowery and places like that. So it's, it's Myrtle beach all day for me. Justin. Um, I've only ever watched one masters and I don't ever really intend on watching another one. unless I'm forced to it's Myrtle beach. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't care about golf. I will say we were, Jenny's, uh, we were visiting Jenny's grandma like three or four years ago. And it was the weekend college football uh, was kicking off. And uh, we we were like trying to watch college football. And she she loves golf. Her and her, her husband played golf for years. They took golf trips and all the rest. And so she kept turning it back to golf. And then we would turn it back to college football. And then she'd turn it back to golf. Like that just helped build my anti-golf stance also all the things logan said about myrtle beach it's wonderful if you haven't been you should go it's a redneck paradise oh yeah i was gonna say it sounds like a wonderful saturday switching between golf and college football (laughs) (laughs) also your uh your your ad could have been you can play golf in myrtle beach (laughs) (laughs) this is true (laughs) yeah i mean if you're into that you got what 100 courses to play yeah some really nice courses down there too golf shop every other guy uh, stoplight Morgan, what do you think? Wings. yeah and a um, and a best pancake in the world house yeah <laughs> so yeah i think it'd be cool to go to the masters one day just to say i went maybe i'm not the biggest golf fan in at all uh don't know how to play i can barely putt to, to save my life so and myrtle beach uh you know in almost the 40 years I've been alive, 
for about 20 of them, we went to Myrtle Beach every summer uh, for vacation, usually end of July, beginning of August. Uh, Dad would take a break, two-week break from after tax season, and we just go. And just, it was a great time. I mean, I loved every second of it. So it's really Myrtle Beach for me because I have so many great memories vacationing there every summer for, like I said, 20 years straight with my family, going to a bunch of old water parks that aren't even there anymore, riding down on these blue mats. It was probably my favorite water park <laughs> when I was a kid. I think it's torn down in the wings now, probably. I'd say for any, anyone that listens to this podcast or knows this well, the fact that Charleston tailgating Duke Carolina basketball and Myrtle Beach made it out of this round is pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't like Myrtle Beach, then you know what you can do. So <laughs> we just got two words for you. <laughs> All right. Well, that goes, this takes us nice into our anchor topic then, doesn't it? Logan? Yes, very much so. So as uh, we always like to say, part of what we do on Miserable and Reckless is to provide some insight into the cities and experiences that we've all done. And we don't like to pretend like that we know everything about it or that we're locals from this area. But um, collectively, um, this group has traveled quite a a bit. um, The other three a little bit more than me. And uh, they can definitely provide some, you know, key places, sights, sounds, and even smells that, you know, have been enjoyable and definitely worth checking out when you go to these places. Um, you know, today, our first topic is one that we've already mentioned is <clears throat> Charleston. And it's really a trifecta on this. Cause not only is it the first topic in this series, but also it was where Dustin's bachelor party was, as we mentioned, but on top of that, it was kind of where the very beginning of this podcast kind of originated. Cause, um, how I, how I like, obviously I'm Dustin's brother. So I've known Dustin my entire 27 years of existence, but how I met, I met Morgan at an American Aquarium concert, you know, probably five, six years ago. And then um, uh, I really hung out with Ryan for the first time at right before Duke Carolina game. But when I really kind of hung out with all of them was the, the, it was the weekend we were going down to Charleston. Dustin and Ryan flew down to Raleigh, North Carolina, where Morgan and I live. And we all went out for my birthday because it was my birthday tonight for the trip. And um, (laughs) we went out to a place called Beer Garden and Ryan kept, uh, feeding me whiskey drinks all night until <laughs> I probably had a few too many. Um, but we, so I kind of got to hang out with all these guys collectively on that trip. And we had like a group message that kind of sprung out of it. And that's really kind of where the idea of miserable and reckless, the podcast version kind of came about. So today we kind of want to talk about Charleston because of uh, the ties to that and like some of the things we most enjoyed about that. So kind of open up the discussion to the panel here, our esteemed panel of Morgan, Ryan, and Dustin about Charleston, South Carolina. I just want to make one point on the Thatcher trip. Uh, These three were so miserable the next morning when we were driving down to Charleston that I drove them down to Charleston (laughs) the entire four hours or whatever it was. And I won't say who did what, but people were either sleeping puking behind shell stations in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, Holly, or just Holly Hill, South Carolina, <laughs> or, or just in, in general, miserable while I drove us to my bachelor trip. Ugh. On that particular day, we got reckless before we were miserable. <laughs> you please change the channel. There's only so many songs of this guy I can listen to. <laughs> believe that was more or less an exact quote. <laughs> How much Brooks and Dunn can we listen to on one trip? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the trip itself, yeah, the trip itself, I mean, just as an overview, we had, you know, 11 guys from all over, you know, Kansas City, Boston, D.C., North Carolina. Um, We were walking distance to King Street, which is like the main drag. It's the Ocean Boulevard of Charleston. That's right. I, I used Myrtle Beach reference there to keep the themes on. Um, we had a fancy jacket night, which I <laughs> wish my uh, my buddy Brett listened to this because then he could j- send me an angry text when he hears it because we get in hell all about it. We'll have to get into that. <laughs> but we did get go to a fancy hotel and have fancy drinks called the Dewberry uh, to cap off that night, which I still have that pen and use it uh, from after I've taken it from signing my receipt. <laughs> 
Yeah, I peed um, outside of that hotel that night too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, fancy hotel in Charleston. Um, but, yeah, I got so drunk at that place. I wandered outside for a second, don't even know why. And then when I went outside and turned around, I forgot where I, actually how we got back into that building and got lost from there for about an hour. <laughs> Somehow I ended up back at the house after charging my phone at a random bar that was empty. Hey, at least you got back. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we had a lot of fun. We had, we can get into like the bucket of bubbles. We watched the Duke Carolina game. We saw some semi celebrities uh, from Southern Charm cast. Um, it was just all around good, good place. So I don't know, like Angle Morgan, somebody I want to like share yeah. some of your favorite yeah. places, bars. Cool places we went to, which I wasn't, I had, you know, no idea existed. Was a uh, a church that they turned into a bar called uh, Five Church, I believe it was. Um, had like an outback patio where you could sit out and drink, but the inside of the uh, the church was just turned into a big open bar, I guess. But it was uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked I liked that place. Yeah, it was beautiful. They still had the stained glass. Yep. Um, my our our buddy Brett uh, texted his mom and said he made it to church on Sunday because it was it was Sunday when we were there. <laughs> That's what I kept saying. It was Sunday morning. Thanks for taking me to church, Dustin. <laughs> the epitome of the Saturday night Sunday dichotomy, right? <laughs> Drinking whiskey on Sunday morning in a church. Ugh. Yeah, like eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, none of us got up early. No, that, that was no, no way. Because the night before was the Duke, the night before was the Duke Carolina game, that yeah, went yeah. well. Of course, what was the name of that? What was the name of the sports bar we were at? I can't remember. I was just talking about it with uh, some of my friends the other day. Oh, I should remember that. It was because uh, we Jenny and I were just talking about it recently too. It was on King Street. We went down by the water. One of the requirements of the bachelor trip, and I'm glad it was because it's one of my favorite photos was to get all 11 of us in front of the water. We had to take a photo at sunset during the golden hour. (laughs) (laughs) And it was uh, all of us lined up down by the fort. And then we actually, uh, UNCW was in town because they were playing, the basketball team was playing in the, what, the CAA tournament? Is that right? Yeah. Me and and Rhino went to that. So some of us. We left you guys and Ubered to that. Well, yeah, but we had friends in town from Wilmington that were that were going to it too. So it wasn't like you guys just dipped out. No, yeah, we were meeting uh, Katie and her boyfriend Perry over there. Happy birthday, yeah. Perry! I don't know if you're listening to this, but it's your birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they said they were listening at one point. Um, and uh, the rest of us kind of doubled back because we wanted to watch Carolina Duke, and we went to we walked. If I want to, if I remember correctly, we walked up the street. But it was funny because I think we were just trying to be like, oh, yeah, we'll walk, whatever. And then it, it got to the point where it was like five minutes, 10 minutes before game time. And we were like, yeah, we should we should really pick it up. We should really <laughs> we should really get to the bar that you want to get to. But we ended up getting a front row seat. And Dustin, you got to or Logan, you got to speak to the guys there because I, I, I was apparently two feet away from him and had no clue who they were. No, yeah, I, I mean, know. we uh, we were set up right next to Austin and Madison who are stars on the reality show Southern Charm, which is about people in Charleston. So we were, and they were like, they weren't there the whole time we were there, but they were like set up eating like pizza and having a beer next to us. I was, and I think I was the only one who knew them. And our buddy Rhino, who wasn't there, also also watches the show. So I was, I sent him a pic and and our buddy Brett, I sent him, both of them a pic and they were like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) And like, we're sad that they missed it. I did. It's Uptown Social was the name of the bar. Okay. Yeah. Cause we, we were talking about that the other day. Cause, um, uh, a buddy of mine and I'm, so one of my good buddies and one of my other good friends, CJ, uh, and his now fiance, Becca are getting married. They were just in town and Becca, I was good friends with in college. And she's also the younger sister of one of my best friends and my current roommate, James. Um, she was living in Charleston at the time and, um, and, grad school and it was funny because like we had just been yelling and about the Duke Carolina game and I went off to the stormed off to the bathroom because Carolina took the lead and may have had a few cold snacks at that point and come out of the bathroom still kind of grumpy 
about Carolina winning. And then I heard someone say, Logan, what are you doing here? And I turned around and I was like, well, hell, I was like, Hey, <laughs> like that. And I just, I ran into to Becca, uh, down there. It was pretty funny running into somebody from Roanoke Rapids in Charleston. <laughs> Do you remember the EDM concert on the roof that we went up to for about 10 minutes before at the end of the game? That was, that was yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> It, to to be fair for everyone, Uptown Social's roof is very nice. It's yeah. just not nice when they're having an EDM concert. Well, it, to be fair, we didn't know about it. We went up there just because we, hey, rooftop, let's go up and see what the rooftop's all about. We walked up there and it was like we walked into a Stevie Aoki concert or something. Like, we didn't know what was going on. There was lasers and like, uh, okay, well, this is different for Charleston. This is not quite our vibe. I think we retired back to the house. And uh, they had a they had a rooftop at the house you guys rented. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we all we all rented, and we were able to. I, I don't think they had a fire pit. I think they just had a big table filled with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I peed yeah, off I that did. roof so many times, and then the last time I can't remember who I, I think it was. I think it was Ryan uh, Krysik that I was hanging out with, and I started peeing. And he started hearing something. He was like, "What is that?" And then it, it was the urine hitting the top of the car of the people that were staying in the house. Uh, near us and I was like oh my bad <laughs> yeah Brett met, met, met them the next day and they were uh, not that it was like two nights after that they were leaving and we still had another night there and they were like oh, he was like oh I hope we weren't too loud last night and they were like no you were good but the night before <laughs> <laughs> was that fancy jacket night <laughs> uh, no I think that was Duke Carolina night uh, so, uh, but yeah, Uptown Social, good spot. Um, any chance you remember the rooftop bar name? Uh, yeah, it's the rooftop at the Vendu. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it's Lo- it, yeah, lo- so lovely, we- lovely elevator system they have. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So everybody knows we hate St. Louis, and uh, because when you go do anything in St. Louis, they make you stand in the line. Um, nobody, nobody here stand in our line. We'll take this ticket. We'll call you in a few minutes. And, uh, so anyway, this place has this old timey elevator and they make you stand in a line and you'll kind of like get in almost like one by one. It's not quite that bad, but it's close. And you go up in the elevator and it's just like, it's, it's almost like a one in one out, you know, wait. 60 seconds every time it goes up and down kind of deal. Um, so that's the negative. The pros are, it was, it was a very nice rooftop. It was. And we, uh, another cool thing was we, uh, were sitting there texting each other, a few of us, you know, and we surprised, uh, Dustin with a, a bucket of, what was it? A pink, pink bottle of champagne. Bucket of bubbles. That's how it was listed on the menu. Yeah. He was sitting at the other end from us at the seat of honor in the, in the rooftop table. And we were all kind of more or less at the other end. And we kind of collected an offering, so to speak, to pay for it. Yeah, I think was it you, Angles, you, me, Chris, and uh, somebody else. Was, like we were texting to each other, like four of us or whatever. Like, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. For those that don't know Dustin, it was the most ostentatious thing that we could ever get him because there's no way he ever would have ordered it but he totally went along with it we told the waitress to oh you you got to play it up you got to make it they put f- like firecrackers in there or something it was oh, yeah. <laughs> they they did it up pretty well we were like make it as frou-frou as you can <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, i still have the video out. from that <laughs> yeah no there's video of that too there's video of duke carolina logan and i losing our minds there's video of rooftop at the Mendu. Um, I mean, hey, look, whatever. It was a cool experience. It's fun though. It was. I mean, you gotta have fun. Yeah, our waitress was uh, also on Southern Charm. We keep bringing it back to that um, on one of the episodes because a bunch of the people who were on Southern Charm actually went to the rooftop of the Mendu, and I was like, "See, Jenny, I went there. <laughs> I hope they get the bucket of bubbles." <laughs> <laughs> One one thing that I I don't know I just ran across this picture so it made me think of it that for some reason I found hilarious and and Ryan you did too it was your idea um, <laughs> we were walking after fancy jacket night down the street and you had a a gin glass or something in your hand walking down the street 
And you said, take my pictures. I have a picture of you sitting here leaning against a, uh, a meter <laughs> with a glass in your hand. <laughs> in, my, in my fancy jacket, for those who yep. can't see them, leaning against the parking meter. I was impressed with the city that they wouldn't ask me to, uh, you know, have my crystal gin glass. Uh, yeah, you know. and there was nothing in the glass. You were just holding a glass in your hands. <laughs> To be fair, our Airbnb host got a nice new glass. So, true enough. <laughs> uh, I know that the four of us went to um, How Many Grill yep. on the yep. on the last morning that we were there. That's definitely what. R.I.P. Yeah, it's not it's not in business anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I'm glad we were able to make it. Um, I know some of the guys had to had to rush out. So it was, uh, for whatever it's worth, Dustin and I got the chance to kind of spend the day. Um, not sure how you felt about that initially, Dustin, but I think it worked out okay. That we were there for uh, Monday during the day, and then you guys got to drive home. So it gave us a chance to have a bit more of a leisurely breakfast. I know some of our crew didn't get the chance to do that. So I'm, I'm glad that we did because it's, it's gone now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we went because the breakfast was really good, and it was really sad to see it gone. And uh, one of my buddies who was on the trip had told me, like, I've been in Charleston a couple of times. You got to go here uh, for breakfast. And we just never really kind of had the time. So I'm glad. I mean, that Monday was nice. Uh, Tuesday was slow. It was because we got home at 1 a.m. But uh, but it was worth it. I, I'm an advocate of don't rush out of town on the 7 a.m. flight. Um, it's much better to even if you just leave in three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It's much better. Yeah. Well, one, one thing too, about the hominy grill when we were there, that was where the first um, mention of, of this podcast really came up because Dustin had mentioned to you guys that Andy and I had started our podcast just like a month before called country and cold cans. And uh, you guys were like, well, that'd be kind of cool if we ever did something like that. And so that was like the very first mention of ever doing this was when we were sitting there eating the, what was it called? The, uh, I think it was the na- big nasty or nasty biscuit or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I definitely had a nasty biscuit that day. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was, it was great. And it, it, it was kind of the Genesis cause it ended up everybody had either flights or things to get to. And we were the last four there and here we are today. Thanks folks for still listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, is there other places that you guys want to talk about before we talk about some of the places that we know exist or some of the things we know you can do? I'm a huge, I really like home team barbecue, the place that was kind of a little further North. I don't think it was quite North Charleston, but it, cause you know, we went there and I'd have to look up uh, that I tried to find. So I had a map of Charleston with all these places that we went to and I couldn't find it. I guess I didn't save it right in my Google or something like that. But um, the uh, we went to that brewery like right down the street. But Home Team Barbecue itself was great. Like they had this big outdoor area where they had a band playing. We were able to get a couple big outdoor tables. I think me and Brett and Chris ordered like a platter for like four or five people, and the three of us ate it. Um, you know, Brett was even very complimentary of the barbecue and. For people who don't know my buddy Brett, he is very, very picky about his food in general, but but his barbecue in particular, being a Kansas man and being a man who can cook better than people who actually run restaurants. And uh, it, it all in all, it was just a good experience. They had a great beer list. They had uh, space for all of us, even though they were packed. I mean, I'm, Home Team Barbecue is another one people ought to check out. On Monday, me and you had a chance, Dustin, to go to Henry's. You remember that? Yeah. Um, it's I. I looked it up today, just trying to remember all the different experiences. I mean, I you have it in your head, but it doesn't mean that it's. We just had a lazy Monday afternoon there, but apparently, it's the oldest continuous restaurant in Charleston and South Carolina. I didn't. I didn't remember that or didn't know that. Um, I didn't realize it was the oldest. Um, at least not in the state. I think we may have seen like something written somewhere about Charleston. Wow. That's pretty crazy. But in 
But in Charleston, you kind of figured that they were drunk when they wrote it anyways. Oh, here's a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they got live music there. Um, they have this southern porch. That's the only way I can describe it. You, you go in and there's like a normal bar. And then like you go up a flight of stairs. What you don't realize is that when you go up the stairs to the left, I want to say, is you go down a flight of stairs. That you don't really see there's a speakeasy like down there. And then if you go up on the right, there's kind of like a whiskey bar that's set up different from the speakeasy. And then if you kind of turn out, and it, it, it's just it's just one of these older buildings, right? You turn out and all of a sudden it opens up into this southern porch. And I do mean southern porch. I think they had artificial turf and couches and heaters out there for, God forbid, you know, January when it gets down to like 60 degrees in Charleston, I'm sure everybody freezes. So, uh, and then from there they had like a cat's uh or what's what's the word i'm looking for like a like a crow's nest that you could go up to and you could kind of look out over the city i mean it was just really unique and really interesting experience a bunch of mirrors and and just old time charleston charm at this place that's definitely one of the ones i wanted to highlight for sure um something we definitely stumbled into we didn't plan on it but uh if you look live music southern porches rooftop texts speakeasy bars and history uh, i guess you should go there otherwise stay away terrible morgan do you remember that little dive bar that we went to um that it was i want to say it was the 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 last night we were there because me you and ryan chrysic stayed up way later than we should have that night we went through town ended up eating street meat and but we were at this little dive bar and i can't remember the name of it and this 19 year old was it what was it oh crap it was no it was right like if you're staring at the place we were staying at yeah the street like there's the intersection and it was um on the side of the building next to where we were yep, staying exactly the first door that you go into is the place was no bigger than this closet basically <laughs> yeah and it was like five people in there and then the bound guy who was letting people in was a complete d-bag <laughs> yeah um, he was on letting people in like oh no you can't come in here like, oh i'm so sorry it's such a fancy establishment we're too cool to come <laughs> not cool enough to come in here so but what was uh, I don't remember the name of it. I don't either. Because what, what was funny about that, too, we were <clears throat> standing outside right before we were about to circle back to stop at the house to grab more beer before we started walking through town again. Yeah. We um, There was this 19-year-old kid that came running up to us, and he was like, hey, man. He looked at me. He's like, do you know anywhere, or do you happen to have a tap that I can borrow from my keg I just got? And I looked at him. I said, a tap, huh? He goes, yeah. I said, how old are you, son? <laughs> he goes, uh, 21. I said, well, I'm a cop. Let me see your ID. <laughs> He's like, are you really? I said, yeah, man. He pulls out his ID and hands it to me. I said, 21, eh? <laughs> and I was like, let me, I'm going to cut you some slack tonight. I was like, how about you take this ID, you run back home and you stop asking people for taps. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it just takes off running. <laughs> if I remember you might've scared that kid straight. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> We are at miserable and reckless, changing people's lives. That's right. We're we're scaring them straight. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, as I was clearly not sober when I was telling him that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, another kind of random place was the pizza. We were staying on St. Philip Street, and that pizza place right next door had really good pizza. It was like it was on the corner, and our house was right next to the pizza place, which is bad news for me because my I, I'm famous for late night pizza, and then that it was good. It was good stuff. I don't, I don't remember the name of the place, but we'll, we'll have to put that on the social medias. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm just laughing at listening or just thinking about people listening to this podcast and they're hearing like, remember that dive bar that was two blocks up from the place we stayed that we don't remember? Yeah. That place was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're naming some places. No, I know. I just, it cracks me up. Uh, Our listeners are going to go to Charleston. They're going to walk into a random dive bar and they're like, do you think this is the place? (laughs) (laughs) The bouncer seemed like kind of a D bag. (laughs) (laughs) that's just everywhere (laughs) i can um go ahead you and i did fleet landing on that blazing monday we did uh that that was a good spot it's right on the water um 
just kind of a fun like little place you're looking out of the river and looking out i think what it's the fort the old fort across the way yeah and uh yeah i got the shrimp and grits that was really good um it, fleet landing is it's it, and there was some other stuff around there but if, if you're down in like that part kind of down near the river in charleston you should go there because their food was very good um and bartender was super nice like we uh i think they had happy hour going on when we were there and they were like oh dude here's the they like walked us through the specials and it was it was a good spot we kind of posted up there for a little bit it's it, for those that know dockside in wilmington it's like a really nice well done dockside <laughs> with better food much better food Trippin way grip, better food low country boil they had all sorts of really kind of high high quality charleston what you would expect from charleston down there um good good waterfront view for sure um i mean i i can reel off other places i've been i just didn't go on this particular trip with you guys um like I can do it pretty easily. I mean, there's a Biddy and Bose. You've heard about that on this podcast. If you've listened to this podcast, Biddy and Bose is a coffee shop um, that that actually started in Wilmington, but it's 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 down in Charleston at this point in time. Also in Annapolis. Um, my joke about Charleston is I always call it Southern Annapolis. It's probably the other way around. But um, the uh, they're both port cities from a long time ago, and they both have a great coffee shop. So definitely check out Biddy and Bose. Um, there's, we were talking about going at one point to this place called Kelly's Hot Little Biscuit. We walked by it on our way to uh, our brunch spot that had nobody in it. <laughs> and there was a line out the door. The cool thing about that is that um, there's not much room inside. So it, it, if you're willing to wait in the line, it moves pretty quickly and it's, it's, it's damn good food. Uh, and then there's, to be quite honest, there's two places and I, I'm, I wouldn't qualify myself as a foodie. I just tend to pay attention for some reason to chefs and there's two places that um are really like the preeminent dinner spots in charleston if you actually seriously want to go to dinner and that's food uh sorry fig which literally stands for food is good <laughs> um and then there's husk and both of those places uh I, I don't have to talk too much about husk um because i'll go on too long about it but basically that's one of my favorite places in all of charleston because of the bar because of the bar and there's a reason for that. It's not just because you can get drunk there. They have a second floor where you can overlook the street below. Um, <laughs> and it's a really nice veranda view that you can sit at. And the bar itself is extremely homey. Um, and it's it's the perfect amount of people to sit around. They have great cocktails if you're into that. But otherwise, they'll pour you something over the rocks. It's reasonably priced considering the restaurant that's next door. For those that don't know, Husk is, again, the, the, the guy that I was talking about earlier in this podcast. That's Sean Brock's... Uh, original restaurant and uh it's been ranked you know in the top 10 in the u.s as opposed to like the top 100 or something like that um and the bar is where you can go to just kind of wait for a table or wait till something's open or you can get food from the kitchen there so that's a little pro tip if you want you can get food from husk kitchen at least you could when i was there um at, at the husk bar so uh you could literally have a, a top 10 meal in the country uh, while sitting at a bar or while overlooking King Street or whatever street it is, that it's one of the main drags that the veranda overlooks. So, yeah, well, fun, fun husk fact. I vetoed that uh, because my my buddy was trying to put together a dinner there, and they our group was too big, so they were like, yeah. "We can't take you." And so he looked into like what the other options were, and it's kind of what you're describing, but one of them was like a whiskey tasting but it was like a hundred or 120 bucks. Yeah. It was like four sniffs of whiskey basically. And, uh, like literally not even, I don't think full pours. And, uh, I was just like, no, I'm not asking all these guys to spend this money at this place for that. <laughs> so I get, I get it. But they, when they come back to Charleston on their own personal trips, they can do it if they want to. <laughs> So question for you Wilmington guys, is this um, Husk any relation whatsoever to the the bar in Wilmington by the same name? No. Um, and I can say that definitively because I was doing research on it earlier today. Uh, it's There's a Husk in Greenville. There's a Husk in Nashville. There's a Husk in Charleston. And there's a Husk in, it doesn't matter. There, there's another, Elena, I think. But they're owned by the same ownership group that owns a couple of the other restaurants in Charleston that are well known. 
that were all started by Sean, Sean Brock. He's since moved on. He recovering alcoholic and a bunch of other stuff that I didn't go into at the beginning of the podcast, but um, he's, he's, he's moved on and he's, he's working out in Nashville, but no, no relation whatsoever to Wilmington. Although when I saw that, I thought to myself, like, hmm, interesting, like, yeah, you guys might be close to getting sued. <laughs> yeah. The cool thing about King street too, it's got a little bit of something for everybody though. Like there's the, for those of us that are, um, tend to lean a little bit yuppie on our trips who want to go to rooftop bars and drink craft beer and, and liquor drinks. You've got that, but also there's plenty of shopping. Um, there, there was like stores that you normally don't see. Like there, there was like a, a, a Sperry's specific store there. I believe there wasn't there a chubby store. Like there's tons of shopping. I mean, it's just, a, it's a cool atmosphere, a cool vibe to use a cliche term, but it, it was just a, there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you go down the main drag in Charleston. Yes. We, we, we had a couple of people who bought stuff. I think like somebody bought some I think there was one person who bought chubby stuff and another person who bought uh, um, vineyard vines, maybe something like that. So no, there, there's some that. like fancy stores down there, and there's some there's some like not quite as fancy stores, but it is it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's a it's a very long strip of shopping and food and bars. Morgan, we can tell a brief story about that. Me and you wandered into like a men's shop. Do you remember this? And it was we didn't realize that it was custom fitted clothing and so i was just looking at like a a blazer we had a fancy jacket night and so i thought like oh well maybe i'll be able to i'm an idiot maybe i'll be able to wander into a charleston shop and just get like a a jacket because i'm not sure if the one i got is fancy enough because i was told that the jacket i had was too casual or whatever sorry fancy jacket police so we wandered (laughs) in So we wandered into the store and I tried something on and Morgan's like, you know, being a good friend, he's like, yeah, that, that looks really good. And like, I forget if you tried one on or not. We looked at the price tag. It was like, what? Thousand bucks, 800 bucks, something minimum, like that. Thousand, good Lord. Thousand minimum. That store, everything. I was going to bring it up. That store, everything in it at a minimum. The cheapest thing was a thousand dollars. We might've been a tote. We wiped our <laughs> fingerprint. <laughs> We wiped our fingerprints. We we just slowly backed away. We <laughs> just backed our way out to the store. But yeah, that was that was that was eye opening at best. <laughs> yeah, that's that old Southern money right there. I did I did end up buying a, a discount blazer that I still have though. <laughs> <laughs> and when While I was working checking, home. Yeah, right. When I was checking out, the guy told me I got the deal of the century. And I was thinking, like, of all the things that have happened in Charleston in the last hundred years, uh, not sure about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, we're all Wilmington people. We're all, well, three of us are Wilmington people. We all love the beach. I will point out that, that there is a beach. It's similar to Annapolis. For those that don't know Annapolis, there's a city town and then there's a beach that's removed. Um, there's Folly Beach. It's 20 minutes south of Charleston. There's a lighthouse there. It's really nice. Um, uh, I've been able to go down there and check that out. And it's really cool. And for those that are interested in that area or who want to go to the beach, uh, maybe interested in it, there's one cool restaurant that I can name briefly. It's called Chico Feo. Um, and the really cool thing about them is that they make a lot of Asian and uh, global food. And it, it kind of just, it, uh, the, the main piece here is that they have an outside bar. And it just reminds me of a pirate bar or just something like that. Um, you can Google it online and look at pictures, but they've got Vietnamese food, Cambodian food, all sorts of weird stuff that you wouldn't expect in Charleston, but they have the outside bar is really cool. Obviously if it rains, it's not, but um, that's just a random place. And then the other thing that I've done that's kind of interesting in Charleston is go to a river dogs game. And the only reason I bring this up is because their co-owner and quote director of fun is uh, Bill Murray himself. So he has a house in Charleston. He lives in Charleston. And uh, I Googled them earlier because I was curious what team they were for, like affiliated with. And apparently they're now the, the A's uh, single A, or sorry, the Rays single A team for this year. They had been the Yankees, so I didn't really want to support that. But <laughs> now, that they're, now that they're the Rays, I can bring it up on the podcast. Yeah, nobody wants to support the Yankees. So Charleston River Dogs, if you're in town and it's during the summer, maybe you could go see them. So. All in all, I guess I can say that Charleston was a uh, 
really good time, even if I can't remember the name of all of the places we went to. Hopefully we can track that down and put it on Facebook for everybody to look at. Because uh, like I said, as the day went on, it's a little bit harder to remember the names of the places that we, we frequented. So we should do an ultimate guide post. Um, but I'm super jealous because my wife's going for a bachelorette trip in like two months. So I've been jealous. Well, it was supposed to be last April, but COVID happened. So I've been jealous for now going on over one year. So maybe I'll get back one day. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving right along, let me check the time real quick. Uh, well, it looks like everyone's in luck because we do have enough time for a little bit of positivity on this episode of Miserable and Reckless. It's not all bitching and moaning as we tend to bring to the table here on this podcast. So I'm going to throw it over to Dustin for uh, this week's edition of Bless Your Heart. Yeah. Um, so we saw a cool story this week. Um, as everybody knows, Alex Trebek, the, he was the host of Jeopardy for many, many years. He recently passed away of cancer. Just an all-around great guy. Um, well, his Hundreds of Trebek's garments, uh, his just closet basically, were donated to the Doe Fund, which is an organization that provides paid work, housing, vocational training, continuing education, and, and social services to underserved Americans with histories of addiction, homelessness, and incarceration. So, in other words, they really help people who have been down on their luck and need help, you know, a hand up. Um, they wouldn't have, you know, clothes for uh, interviews, for instance, and this is part of what they provide. And the Trebek donation get, provides 14 suits, 300 neckties, 15 belts, 58 dress shirts, 25 polo shirts, 14 sweaters, nine pairs of dress shoes, nine sport coats, two parkas, and three pairs of dress slides. So pretty incredible. And it's continuing part of his legacy. A lot of people are going to get a blessing from that. and. Um, just you know another shout out and anytime you can talk about extra back it's a good thing story yeah that is pretty cool well i guess that wraps up this episode of miserable and reckless as always for morgan dustin and ryan i'm logan and we will see you next time